Hello and welcome to the E14 Gamecast, Emotionally 14's gaming podcast. I'm your host Rob Boyd and I'm joined as always by my pet rock, Blake Hummer. Player 2 has entered the game. And Brad Hummer Barnes is with us. Woo! Nice. Which game is that from? Uh, Doppler effect for Dopplering. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> I thought it was one of the audiences from Track and Field. <laughs> the new version, not that, yeah. you know. Not the shit one. Yeah. Not no. Foul. Well, it would have, yeah, it would just been... Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Segway and a half. We have an iTunes review to read, so oh we'll do that briefly. Yay. Uh, so this is from Seamus McKillian. Now, Seamus is prolific in the podcasting scene. In fact, I'm going to have to look up, because he does so many different shows, I'm going to have to look it up to make sure I remember them all. Um, so in the meantime, I'm going to read what he said, which is very kind. Uh, so he went with a five-star review, Good. and he writes, Amazed. I'm not sure if he means amazed that it was five stars. It's like, I was expecting nothing and was fucking amazed that it wasn't nothing. But um, he writes, how could you not enjoy a Gamecast? A must listen for gaming fans and podcast fans alike. Which is very nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's lovely. Well, um, thank you for that, Seamus. And like I say, I'm just in the process still of uh, finding his... Which for the magic of editing will make it seem quicker. So you can find him on uh, at Twitter at Seamus the Host, which is a good a good uh, explanation mm-hmm. of what he does. Um, so he does the Chewed Gum podcast, Tuesdays yeah. with Mari, and the Aggravated Hour. Okay. So he's like I say, he's you know I thought prolific. I was prolific, yeah. But you, uh, you do three shows, that's pretty. I do, but I don't produce them all. Yeah, but take the credit where it's fair, mate. Well, yeah, fine. Yeah. Right. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Seamus. So we have a question from Jeremy. He doesn't get a jingle on this one because it's a game cast. Yeah. Um, and I can't do chiptunes impressions. I've just, I've tried and it just hurts my throat. Fair. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Welcome to the games cast. You can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for writing in. That's all, that's your lot. So Jeremy asks, um, so this is tangentially related to gaming, but I'll tie, I can tie it in because he goes on to sort of bring okay, gaming well, into the discussion. Well, well. Back in the days before digital ruled the world, or as us dinosaurs still do, how would you store DVDs? I keep mine by genre and by actor, so I always know where to go if I fancy watching a horror or a Doris Day movie. I hear some some monsters store things alphabetically, which obviously is wrong. Legal disclaimers, it is subjective. <laughs> the same with books and games, of course. How do you keep your collections, or at least how did you keep them? Right, before the age of digital, yes. DVDs. Okay. What, but do, then, you, what do you think the first D stands for? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Disc, right? Yeah. Sure. Disc video. Disc versus dick. Disc versus dick. On pay-per-view. <laughs> right? Yeah, you just have to keep carving it until you enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It, yeah, well, yeah. It's, but I know what you mean. In terms of physical media versus mm-hmm. cloud-based storage. Okay. Um, so my, how DVD, d- my DVDs were alphabetical. Yeah. Because apparently I'm a Hitler. Yeah, same. Um, All right, Arnie Kath. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my books were just kind of, I tried to keep series together, but otherwise it was just as best as I could get them to fit on a shelf because okay. books aren't uniform like DVD cases are. That's the trouble, isn't yeah. it? They're, some are hardback and some are taller, some are thicker. Some um, are... I've never owned enough video games. It was ever really a problem. I could just chuck them in with the DVDs. And my yep. board games was, again, depending on what the size of a box was and what I could do with it. That's the other thing. I mean, board games are a little bit more uniform size than books, I guess. Um, not really across publishers, no. But I mean, you've got this, the sort of Monopoly style long thing mm, one. Yeah. you got the Fantasy Flight style short Square one, ones. And which you've got they the, big, the bigger, more often. double size Fantasy Flight ones. Yeah. That's fine if you're just buying Fantasy Flight games, but if you start bringing in like bookcase war games or card games or. Mm, yeah, I suppose. 
Yeah. Cards Against Humanity hasn't got the same size box. It, 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 there's, there's no standardised box size, no, really. this is true. This is true. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, yeah, with, Obama. with board games. And <laughs> I would say I'm mostly alphabetical, so I am a monster. Right. Um, okay, now can there be two Auntie Caths? Do you follow uh, under him? Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose monster. if I was to do anything slightly different, as again, it would still be alphabetical. Yeah. It would be, I would have, obviously, my DVDs alphabetical by movie, and then I'd have my box sets by alphabetical. Oh, I see. Well, okay. For, like, TV series. Yeah. Um, same for video games. There would be alphabetical, but it would obviously be by, obviously, the platform. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. So you su- you subdivide them by platform as well, to, yeah, rather so than I'd have... have my PS4 games in one place, my PS3 games. Yeah. PS1. Coming back to Jeremy's question, not only does he seem to think that DVDs aren't digital, he also seems to be under the impression that Doris Day is a genre. We did say genres and by actors. How do you do that? Listen you, to the whole question. Oh, what? You break it up. Oh, here's my horror films in one section. Yep. Here's all my comedy movies in one section. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's my William H. Macy section. <laughs> I guess what you do is you... <laughs> I guess within the within the genre. So you group your horror movies together. Right, oh, this sec- sounds more complicated than just what doing alphabetical. S- I know. Me. I don't know if it's just... What a section, though. Every- Jurassic Park 3 and Mystery Man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and <go>. Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for smoking, because yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you don't have it, you should. It's a good movie. I've not seen it. No. Aaron Eckhart, so you'd have Thank You For Smoking, The Dark Knight, that fucking romantic comedy with Jennifer Aniston. No, that's... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Harrison Ford, you dick. It's just quicker to call you Auntie Kath. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're, I think what it, from what he's described, fact, it's short for catheter. I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen his collection, so I don't know. But I'm guessing he divides them by genre, and then within that, kind of groups them yeah. roughly by the lead actor. Okay. I, I can't get my head around that system, but then at the same time, at the moment, I have no system. Yeah, I have mine no started alphabetical because you know I taught cats to vote or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then and then I, when we moved, I put some stuff in the cabinet and then put some stuff in the spare room. Yeah, and I've never gone through and put them in any sort of discernible order. It's just no. and they're not even Same. by formats. I mean, like my um, DVDs and Blu-rays yeah. are sort of relatively intermingled as well. Yeah. They're sort of they're separate. You know, one shelf of DVDs, then the Blu-rays underneath, then Blu-rays again, then DVDs again. Mm-hmm. It's not there's no discernible kind of structure to it. It's just because I've never really felt the need because at the moment my digital library is increasing in size. Now that does yeah, force you, you to put it I mean. alphabetical, so yeah. I don't really have a choice there. Bite me. Mm. Yeah, no, my digital thing is either alphabetical or by weirdly purchase order. So- <laughs> I've never been able to do autobiographical. That's you need to start a, doing it from birth, really. You kind of, yeah, if you don't start doing After it. That, you, not a chance. I, I couldn't tell you, I can tell you the first DVD I bought, and I can tell you the last DVD I bought, but I couldn't tell you what's in between no. in the slightest. I think it's just sometimes when I, Amazon has a weird thing on the app on the PlayStation anyway, Yeah. where if you look through the video library, it doesn't seem to do it alphabetically. It seems to be the order that you purchased oh, it. Oh, yeah, in. digital can sometimes do it by, they sort of separate it out, so they've got like a purchase section, and that might be done by recency, but then yeah. if you go to the... The main library it will do it alphabetical yeah, you think yeah. you can genre it as well oh i'm sure if i messed about a bit i could do it yeah and you can subdivide those alphabetically for added fuck you jeremy from you know directly from yeah. apple but i don't know why apple will have this against jeremy maybe it's, maybe he sent them similar I think questions he swore at a genius once maybe you know fuck you hawking <laughs> i think autobiographical has only been accomplished in high fidelity anyway hasn't it yeah uh, it's it was just... attempted uh, in the book it was attempted mm-hmm. but, yeah. yeah i don't think he ever gets there 
because he talks about it, but it sounds convoluted even when he's it describing does, yeah. it. You know? yeah, yeah, especially in the book. Mm. It's true. It's just such a short book. It's actually easy to even watch a film. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. It's a good book though, and a great film. Uh, yeah, Cusack playing John Cusack is my best, my favorite uh, kind uh, of John Cusack movie. Tim Robbins is awesome in it. Yeah, you can group it with Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your Macy section. Yeah. Jack Black's actually all right. There you go. Stick yeah, that yeah. with School of Rock. Jack Black has his moments. Yeah. Stick that with School of Rock and uh, Natural Libre. Right. Um, I should do it both. Yeah, that makes sense. Ecky thump. <laughs> yeah, so... so Thanks, man. As a, as a related question, what if you had to ballpark it, you don't have to make it exact, but what percentage of your collection would you say is digital at this stage? Oh, Across what? Uh, let's say movies and TV. Are you in Barely relation 10. to my entire collection? I still have mostly DVDs, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I've got fucking loads of DVDs, and that's all yeah. I would say. I would still predominantly... Still quite uh, low. But newer stuff, I've been buying more digital than I have so been. The number's going up, but not... Yeah, eventually yeah. it will catch up, but I'm not, not, not near that. I'm not troubling that figure anytime soon. Mm. You say you're not sold on digital? No, I don't think the price point doesn't work out. It's still easier to buy DVDs. For the most part, I agree. I think, you know... Where digital tends to be good is um, flash sales, where they start to yeah. reduce the price suddenly, but unexpectedly. For, for me, like I, I got the D. I have like a CD wallet, so I just got the DVDs, put the DVDs in that, and it doesn't take up any, up any more shelf space because mm. I've got like five hundred capacity wallets. So what do you do with the box? I just sling it. Just throw it away. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because yeah. second hand, if I did want to sell them, a second hand market for DVDs, toilet, there's no point. Oh yeah, I'm talking about just the case. Oh, I've just throw the, the case where I put the, yeah. put the disc in the wallet. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've start, I've been doing that. Yeah, so you store yours in the wallet as well. So this is, an, this is an additional layer to the question. Yeah, no, the, the, only, the only ones I think I've kept out is my Star Wars DVDs, so I've got signatures on the covers. That's fair enough. I've still got my DVDs. I've, I've replaced all my... Well, I've bought all the Star Wars in Blu-rays, except I haven't bought Last Jedi yet because mm. I'm not desperate to buy it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got there's still got the DVDs of the original trilogy because, yep. you know, reasons. Yeah. I think I still had the prequels until not that long ago. I don't know what I did with them. Maybe I I've sold them. Got the Blu-ray box set, but I'm not as hanging out the, the, the newer films I have digitally. Oh, I was glad mm. to throw that box away. Which one's that? This Star Wars Blu-ray. It's awful box art. Oh, the one with Anakin on the front. Yeah, mm. pants. The new one's much better. The new Saga box set. The one with just Vader on the front. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, a lot better. Yeah. Way cool. Yeah, so say about ten percent of your DVDs. Yeah, about ten percent of your DVDs. Yeah, probably easily about that. Yeah. Now do games. This is where his brain breaks. How yes. far back are we going? So I've got a lot of Mega Drive. I'm talking. Yeah. Let's say current gen. Current current gen, and maybe the one before, like PS3. Uh, you current put, gen, eighty percent digital, probably eighty percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially that's made Sorry, that's, that's made worse by Steam stuff by a place. No, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about the PC. And post, I, let's leave, I will let's exclude, I I will exclude PC. PC because there is no real gen with PC. No. It's, it's just games also, that come out. I think um, PlayStation, you get that shuffleware subscription, don't you? But that's the thing. You, Some you months get, it so is. Things like PlayStation Plus and, and games with gold don't help the... Uh, well, if it helps you factor them out, you don't technically own them as, uh, you, you own them as long no, as you maintain okay, the subscription. Fair, so let's fair, go with stuff fair. you actually physically hold the rights to physically rather own than renting as such. I'm still, even though I probably own more, because that's the thing, I technically own more digital games than physical games. Yeah. But I'm more inclined to buy physical games because I, I trade in a lot. Yeah. 
So I, I'm more likely to because I mean it's very. It has to be a very good game for me to replay it. Mm-hmm. So so normally I will play a game, complete it once. I probably won't. If I do play it again, it will probably would be. So I normally trade it in, mm. and then if it, if I do really get a hankering to really must play that game again, it's probably going to be like cheapest chip. I mean, come. This is true. Anyway, so I'll the, pick um, it up again. I almost bought uh, rebought Alien Isolation in the Easter sale on PlayStation because it was seven pounds or some stupidly small amount. I didn't buy it because I have enough games at the moment, but uh, yeah, it was very tempting. PTSD. So, you know, well, there's that too. Yeah, Need, yeah needing a hug after I mean, that. If anyone wants to just borrow my copy, I'm not in any hurry to play it. At the moment. No, it's true. I didn't. It's, I, it's all the harrow. I didn't get that far, but I didn't get. I wasn't. You know, right at the oh, beginning, I, I got a little way in. I didn't even. I don't think, I think I'm, I'm such a scaredy pants when it comes to video games. You really games. not good with horror games, are you? Uh, yeah. I think I think it's worse than a horror film. Can I give I you think a I'm there. I feel like I'm there. That Best tip for surviving any horror video game ever. Pretend you're Geralt. Well, yeah, that does help. Yeah. It ties really nicely into the next question. That's really weird well, that we've done that. <laughs> well, when you're playing Geralt, pretending to be Geralt. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which games benefit um, best from pretending to be Geralt? I'd say in terms of books, hero? probably something like 95% of my stuff is digital now. It's so convenient. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Like you have if you, one if you're device. audio books and Kindle books and yeah. easily 95% of my collection. I would yeah. say, yeah, I'd say that's probably true of me as well. I would say a lot of things I've been buying more recently have been digital. Who thinks he buys books? <laughs> I buy them for cat. Uh, still counts. Yeah, still counts. Still purchasing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, just, I, I yes, I admit I'm terrible with books, so I, so I use Audible a lot. Mm-hmm. None uh, taken. I listen to your book. <laughs> oh, someone else read it to you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, games quite a high percentage. I'd say probably even with even if you factor out Steam, which for me you'd have to because it would well, be yeah. like the physical copies would be about four percent mm. uh, push. Um, even if you count PC, I think the only reason I've got games in the cupboard is because I don't want to get rid of them because oh, there's I, one particular game you can't buy anymore because they it's the movies. And Lionhead oh. have gone bust and Activision let the license drop and it's just gone. I don't is know it where it's gone. Does it even work? No, but I just don't want to get rid of it just in case somebody does a fan mod to patch it for Windows 10. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. My only hope would be GOG that game. for that one. That's never had... It's, it's the most requested game on GOG, I think, in Aband- terms of... You tried Abandonia? I think I think old enough yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it needs to exceed a certain age, I think, before oh, okay. Bandelier will yeah. generally pick it up. Fair enough. But I'll have a look, because you never hope, know. And it's it's a got to be old enough to vote. hope is whether it appears on Origin, but that would be... I don't see that happening. No, I don't think no. it would. I mean, yeah, some old games are on Origin. Yeah, it was true. a great game. True, it was a great game. And mm. I would say, way back when, I wanted to make an E14 TV it series be, with it, but uh, it was quite. That's what I said. It would be EA would be the problem there. I think. Yeah, like most of the game industry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, redditor. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't spend a lot of time on the internet, you talk like somebody who spends all their time on the internet. I'm only joking. It's because I read all the comments on IGN and I don't know why everyone is so cross. No, that's, that is the thing, isn't it? Sometimes it's just like... They're on the internet too much. Yeah, basically. Well, but that's the thing. I'll just go, oh, there's a, there's a new, you know, like an article about the new God of War, for example. Fuck uh, EA. Yeah, like, I was like... What? Oh, he's got a beard. Don't like beards. Oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, don't oh it's going to be yeah. shit. It's going to be it's going to be all cutscenes and no gameplay. Oh, don't buy it. Maybe then. they'll <laughs> sell clean shaven Kratos as DLC. Yeah, will you be happy with that? Oh they, no, no, not. they're never happy. That's the thing. Oh, that's true. Internet people. Yeah. Hello, internet people. <laughs> Hello, internet people. No doubt you've got most, a laundry list most, of complaints. Most people are quite happy with whatever gets released most of the time. Yeah. It just ends up being, but you get your vocal minority all the time. Yeah, you do. This is true. You, you get, get the vocal of, minority yeah, who are super happy with everything, and then you've got the vocal minority who are also super depressed about everything. 
It's a bit like you'll read yeah. articles about the greatest games yeah. of, of last year, for example, mm. and it'll be like, you know, they'll be really rating like Horizon Zero Dawn and Zelda, for yeah. example. But then there'll always be those guys in the... But the first Fox few Zelda. comments you read are be like, oh, I don't know how Horizon got number two because it was so generic and crap. Yeah. And also like... I enjoyed One of the it. Best games I played last year. Really good game. I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's to me for different reasons. It is joint with Zelda. Breath of the Wild is the first game in a long time where I've played it, and within a year I've thought about playing it again. Hmm. It's like most games I don't even countenance that, which oh. makes FIFA seasons a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> get, right, I've got to get through thirty-eight games in a single playthrough. What do I? Let's, go, let's get going. One minute halves. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, sometimes games are so big that I don't even think about it. Yeah. I consider playing it again. Mm. Something like Horizon and Zelda. Yeah, I might play them again. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the only other open world game I replayed has been Red Dead Redemption. Yes, I remember you saying you like that one. Yeah, it's yeah. the only one I've I look forward to a new one of X. Will not play one. Should be good, one. I think. Yeah, you yeah you missed out on the first one. It's surprising. Oh. I thought you would have liked it. Missed out. Probably it was did. a bit dramatic. Probably would have. Well, no, no. I, you, I know you never played it. Mm. That was all. Grand Theft Horse, was it? Yeah. To a point. To a degree, yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a bit like L.A. Noir, you know. It's Gold. quite obvious that they've... That's up. That's fine. I mean, it's quite obviously I mean, they've heavily I mean, lifted. Truth. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying Red Dead Redemption is like L.A. Noir. Oh. I meant... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know exactly what I meant, you can't. <laughs> it's annoying when somebody does it. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> when asked if Red Dead Redemption was like L.A. Noir, Blake had no comment, even though there's no physical logistics. Really there's no legal or logistical no, like, reason for him not to think. You can tell that there's similarities with the open world engine. You know, yeah. L.A. Noir is basically a really, really excellent detective game, but... <laughs> The bits in between are obviously called in from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously there are bits from Red Dead Redemption where it's obviously that they, you know, like the HUD and all that sort of thing is very much like, like Grand Theft Auto. It's not when you modify the suspension on the horses, you're like, this is obviously <laughs> yeah. lifted from San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Tuning. oh, when I can't walk more than three feet before it robs me of some sort of stat, it must be like San Andreas. Mm. And if you rotate the ear on the horse, you get chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy illegal just going <laughs> Doc rotating horses Yeah You're not going to get the station Doesn't matter how much you twist <laughs> yeah. you, At best you might just get kicked in the face See also dicks <laughs> yeah, What was the question? Uh, it's about storage So we, we've covered that pretty <laughs> We're good We're good Crazy now we're good. Not this podcast Yeah we've, we're good We've done this one So he has another He has another gaming question So Jeremy had another one And it, like I say This ties in nicely To a conversation We were just having okay. mm-hmm. Inspired by your talk Of Five Nights at Freddy's my yeah. son, Freddie. Okay. Shout out, Freddie. Oh, no, he won't be listening. He's like... Brutally murders people. <laughs> <laughs> in a pizzeria. Can't be trusted in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, so, Freddie, my son, and future podcasting legends, you know what? I believe it. Is obsessed with Five Nights at Freddie. He has T-shirts, toys, Funko Pops, and all sorts. He can't... Yeah, I think how does he do. get any sleep? It's just like... I can't imagine. Do they glow in the dark of Freddie? Fuck you. Yeah. Um... He doesn't think it's a scary game, but he enjoys the and he enjoys the jump scares. What is the scariest game you've ever played? Be it jump scares or just plain creepy atmosphere. Now I know we've talked a little bit about this on a previous show, but I don't think you were with us when you, okay. when you did. So it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this. But generally, so it's two parts: the scariest game you've ever played from the jump scare point of view, and the plain creepy ones. Project Zero. 
Project Zero. That's, a, is, that's one that gets mentioned a lot. Is probably one that's get. Well, I mean, I didn't even fucking play it. I was oh, just watching him play it. I was, when I was at uni, <laughs> me and my mate used to life and level games, and we, we would go through mm. and complete them. But um, and so I met and for mates, we completed and did life and level. That was really great fun. And then we got Project Zero, and we didn't life and level. It was literally holding the control pad, and after about two minutes, going, "You have a go now." <laughs> it's genuinely horrible. Mm. It's really eerie. Really genuinely. Yeah, it's like, kind of like that's like it's creepy like, Japanese horror. It's like it? the grudge type horror. Yeah. yeah. So it's eerie and then jump scares as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about unease and then. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. The Japanese are either absolutely amazing at ghost stories, or they don't have a clue what ghosts are and just making shit up with videotapes and wells. I haven't decided which it which is. Which either way is terrifying. Yeah, how good they are at it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're either really good at ghost stories or shit at musicals. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no tunes in any of them. Six or one. Yeah. <laughs> Telltale Games Rent. It's <laughs> a scary one. Can't be as bad as me watching shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you are crap at that. <laughs> Legs in the air. <laughs> like don't, don't care. Lying down, face down on the floor. <laughs> Face by nose bent. The iPad strapped to the back of your head, pointing the other way. <laughs> Silent Hill 1. Was really quite scary. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And there's a particular bit that I will recall forever. And I may have told this story already, but I don't care because it still sticks with me as one of the scariest things ever. So, you know, in Silent Hill 1, the whole thing was you would go to an area, it would mm-hmm. be benign, and then it would turn into the sort of hell portal thing. And then you'd go around a different, slightly different version of that area. Yeah, yeah. So different doors would open that were locked before and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There was a school in Silent Hill 1. And you'd, in the movie, they touch on it briefly, I think, but not for very long. But in the in the game, you spend a fair bit of time there. And you're walking around the school and there's a locker in one of the rooms that's just banging like bang, 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 mm-hmm. bang, 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 bang. It's oh, like, yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, what? Oh, God, what's this? You open it, cat jumps out, runs off around the corner, goes outside the door, out of player's visible shot, and then you hear it scream and sort of like slurping noises and chomping noises. Once you leave that room, it's the first time you're introduced to monsters in the school. Mm-hmm. So they've obviously just materialized out of thing to eat the cat. It transforms into the hell portal and you're just walking along and then you go into the same room and there's a banging on the thing. I was like, oh fuck, if it was a, if it was a jump scare then, mm-hmm. like a jump then, it's going to be a fucking horrible one. Now it's going to be like a zombie cat or a demon or something. Mm. I walk up, open the door, locker's empty. Oh, that's clever. The second you turn the analog stick, a body falls out of a locker that wasn't interactive. I had to stop the game. Yeah. And five minutes just breathing deep mm. to get my heart rate back down to a healthy human level because um, I was just it, it's terrified. It's against your actual analog stick that so it knows yeah. when you. It gone, knows as oh, soon as you okay, move okay. in any direction. I think you as soon as you move to walk away from the locker, mm. it drops out of the locker like just like that, yeah. and it drops from a locker that's not. You know, like when sometimes when things are interactive, they've got that sort of mm-hmm. you can Obviously, see the lines around the edge. Programming around yeah. it, yeah. None of it because it's a cutscene. They can just do that. Mm. Yeah. And I was just, oh, God. I had to sit there for, let's say, a good five, ten minutes, mm. just breathing like mm. big, deep, cleansing breaths before I could go back into it. Yeah. Um, Only one game's ever given me nightmares, but that wasn't it. It was Mortal Kombat 2 because I played for so long to get Noob Sidebot that I gave myself nightmares. I was yeah. about 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll do um, it. 
those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a horror writer, so yes. I, I'm quite involved in the field, and it's always been something I've been passionate about yeah. as well. And one of the things that sticks in my mind from the original Silent Hill, and again, I was, I'm only a year older than you, so it's probably about my age. We've yeah, I guess so. Imagine, I was so. at... Um, no, I wasn't at uni. It was just before I went to uni. Yeah. A, a mate of mine at school had I was, a, I was about 17, I think. So yeah, so it, it would have been about the same. Was, yeah. 15, 16, I guess yeah. I would have been. That's about right. Um, and the opening scene is um, with when you're it's after the car crash and you're first mm-hmm. exploring the town, and it's just shot from the weirdest angle. So as yes. you're walking down, the camera just tracks in ways you'd never seen a video game do before. You'd mm. only seen like some weird movies do. Yeah, mm. it, it wasn't a conventional way of framing mm. any of the shots in there. And uh, I remember there's one bit very on, you've just got the Zippo casting this light down this alleyway, you're walking down, and the camera kind of tilts up and back, and at the end of this alleyway is a knocked-over wheelchair. Yes. And the wheel's just spinning slowly. Mm -hmm. And that really shut me up for the longest time because I was like, that's genuinely the eeriest things in my, my, my horror fan brain. And I started writing by this point anyway, mm-hmm. not with any degree of success, but I was interested in yeah. doing it. And um, that kind of set me up as that's genuinely the way that wheel is just spinning ever so slowly. You know, this either happened quite recently or someone's been here quite recently and yeah. has knocked the wheel. Mm. That's genuinely unsettling. That yeah. concept, something so close. Mm. And um, a few years uh, I later, I just was dicking around and looked up that. I remember thinking about that bit. It's always stayed in my mind, mm-hmm. that scene. And I looked it up on YouTube, and you walk down the alleyway, and the lighting on the eyes, brilliant, and the camera pulls up and back. The wheel's not spinning. I totally imagined it. Wow. And it's just, but it's just stuck in my mind. There's this false memory of this wheel just gently spinning. Wow. It's brilliant. Yeah. Is that the bit that they do practically shot for shot in the film? Yes, the one yeah. towards the beginning where it's, again, like it's the nightmare bit. when you're first introduced to the nightmare yeah. bit in the, f- in the wake film. wake up in the yes. cafe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, I think that's where you I love that they do that to... shot for shot because they even do that pull-up yeah. camera thing. Yeah, but that's to reveal, film. isn't it, to reveal something gruesome in the film? No, no, they, they actually do it as she walks down the stairs. Shot. They actually do that pull-up oh, right, as she's yeah. walking down the stairs. They literally do the camera angle shot for shot as the game, mm. which I think is a lovely little yeah. touch. That game was fucking just so good. brilliant. Yeah, mm. it's one of the best. What was great about those games was they were, they were simultaneously able to make it terrifying, but at the same time kind of goofy. Because you had the, you know, the, where you went to the shopping mm. mall and you fell down and had to fight a big fuck-off tremor. It's like, because reasons. Mm. It's like, we're still Japan. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of yeah. the day we're still going to have you fight a tentacle mm. and it's going to fuck you up just not like the normal ones <laughs> and then there's an ending where you get abducted by aliens and you can finish the game in about two hours that's Silent Hill 2 yeah. 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 I do think Silent Hill's the first genuinely scary video game there have been horror games before then but they had been more action packed the only other one possibly was the first Resident Evil. I was going to say, first Resi, I think the first Resi is scary because it's the lack of, like, Resi 2 is not lack as scary. Lack of controls, to be honest with <laughs> Lack of controls. Move <laughs> um, like a tank. Yeah, lack of ammo. <laughs> Resi 2 is more like an action game because of that. Yeah. Because I you have more, games, more. more um, guns, rather. Yeah, mm. the, the first one is, even so, although it is alien, it is the comparison of Resi to Resi 2 is very much alien to aliens. Yes, I agree. Um, but even so, in the first Resident Evil, you're a special forces trooper who has a gun. True. Yeah, you're not Dumb some, some rando who's crashed that his was, car and has managed to find I a crowbar. I think that's why Silent Hill was quite 
different at the time because yeah. they hadn't really they had always had been it, a you are an SAS bloke yeah, or yeah, whatever very first tent stuff like we could include Doom there was lots of tense bits in Doom but I don't know you could call it horror yeah. scary Doom 3 had a lot of jump scares it's like but people called it monster cupboards where it's like you learned where they came from yeah. and where they jumped from and there wasn't really much once you played it a few times it's like yeah, oh, yeah. I know where everything is it's not really scary it anymore. was a good experience but yeah it wasn't yeah. the strongest yeah. game by any stretch right. No, it, it was quite obvious that they were still taking mechanics from the original Doom, so I think that was the main yeah. thing, like the whole, the, yeah, there's um, a power-up here, oh no, more monsters are going to drop in. Yeah, Eternal Darkness was good on the GameCube, um, that was mm-hmm. the one that, that one, fucked no. with, you, no, fucked with you, as yeah. much as the, the game fucked with the characters, mm. it was like, you know, you'd see, you'd be, your What's character would be going, <laughs> no, um, but it was somebody famous in Japanese game design, I can't remember, love me, which one, which of the developers it was, but it was a famous it was Silicon Knights. Mm. It was Dennis Dyack's um, mm, okay. project. The one before Two Human bankrupted him, mm. or bankrupted them at least. Yeah. But it was their studio that did it. But I'm sure there was somebody famous involved, but besides Dennis Dyack, obviously. Mm. But um, that was the one where your character would lose sanity and it would start having effects on your meta experience. So it would you'd watch the volume ghosts shooting down. And you'd be like, wait, what? I didn't turn that off. And you'd think, oh, am I sitting on the remote? And it's just designed to make you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. And that all those mechanics, it was things like flashing up error dialogues that said your memory card had been corrupted and the save had been wiped. And it's like, it's oh, awesome. fuck, I'm right near the end. And it's like, oh, you bastard. Trouble was, I would guess, I never got this far to f- test this, but what happens if your memory card genuinely corrupts? You're just like, oh, ha, ha, nice try game. I get it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oop. Yeah. Yeah. Alien Isolation is a good one. Mm-hmm. Alien Isolation is... I wish I wasn't such a pansy when it came to playing these games because from that opening bit, like even when you're on the other ship and then you go on to yeah. Sebastopol for the first time, that is so beautiful. Yeah, it's stunning. It is so... Yeah. Can I give you a tip? Pretend you're Geralt. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't read the fuck out of Geralt versus Aliens. I've crossed over Maybe everything else to- at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> Please, daughter, get out. <laughs> All right, pretend you're Siri. That <laughs> uh, works as well. Yeah. She told she told me to leave you a message. Come on, Roach. <laughs> <laughs> what other ones are there? There's some good. Left for Dead's good for that Left for, for the jump stuff. I'm okay with certain yeah certain games. I'm okay with so things like more action heavy ones like Left for Dead. Yeah. I'm fine with. Um, even though yeah, a witch rope will make me jump and yeah. stuff like you that. Played that one, Brad. What's it? Left 4 Dead. I've had a quick blast on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, for those aren't, who aren't familiar, like, I don't imagine this. I've imagined Jeremy asked the question. I imagine it's the kind of one he wouldn't have heard of. It's a four-player, up to four-player cooperative zombie survival game, and it's an action game where you have guns. You don't ha- exactly have an abundance of ammunition from place to place, and the idea is you go from one part of town to another via a few checkpoints. Mm-hmm basically working your way through zombie hordes yeah. and the way it yeah. the way it's clever is this they had this ai system called the director and if the ai decided you have you're having a too easy a time of it next time you had to spawn zombies in it would spawn them from places it normally wouldn't and it would spawn twice as many and it would throw in some heavy duty well, ones like tanks and uh liquors and smokers well, they'll put the witch in a really annoying place mm. on the zombie front one of the genuinely brilliant psychological horror games is the telltale walking dead series they are great yeah. Because it's just those scruples levels of decisions yes. you have to make. Mm. The, they give you a choice of uh, two ways to take the story, and both are fucking horrible. Yep. 
Yeah, series the it doesn't get any better either at no. the time. It's you know series one and is horrendous, series two is similarly horrendous. Kind of does that, but there is well, I found playing to them. There's more usually a good bad option. Mm. Uh, whereas Walking Dead, there's no good options. No, it's, it's just bad. which one it's, is less shit. It's quite, yeah. Com- yeah. It's quite comic accurate. Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah, very much so. No, I think that's generally one of the best psychological horror games for a long time. Yeah, right. I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm fine with certain games which people could argue have a horror thing. things in darkness you don't like. No, I like the darkness. That's a fine game. Yeah. <laughs> that's because um, Blake believes in a thing called love. Yeah. And Jackie Estacado. Ah. <laughs> Needs more. Would you, watch, would you play Alien Isolation if the alien was voiced by Mike Patton? <laughs> I'd rent the fuck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least if he failed me, he sang me a song instead of, you know, killing me on the plane. <laughs> do you think, do you worry That's he'd... not how Mike Patton works. Yeah, you know you, are you, are you, <laughs> he'd definitely kill me. Would you wor- are you worried he'd be aggressive? Be, be aggressive. That's the only fact that I'm all joking about Mike podcast. Yeah, yeah. With, with horror games, it's, yeah, I'm not great with survival horror per se, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with the more like lighter things but are still action e. so I mean like I'm, I was fine with like Bioshock Resi or 4 Resi 4 to a degree I got stuck on it in the end so I never finished um, it's a good game oh yeah no it was this annoying bit where it just seemed to be absolutely forever between save points yeah no, there was a few bits like that in the game and that's why I was just like I cannot do this bit shame about 5 and 6 I hear 7 very good I've not played it yeah again that looked like that might creep me out but... yeah I mean the fact that it's VR optional is uh, that's never a good sign mm. It seems to be a big push with VR and horror. That seems to be the only thing they're releasing for it. Yeah. Even the games that are Occasionally not shoot, VR. shoot them up like light gun games. Yeah, even the ones that aren't horror have got jumpy elements like that Batman mm. one I played, the the Arkham VR. Yeah. I was hoping it would just be an Arkham game in VR, like a Skyrim <laughs> from... Well, no, what I mean is like Skyrim VR. <laughs> Skyrim VR is just, from what I, was, I understand... I thought it would just be um, watching my parents get shot. <laughs> you do, in yeah, VR. yeah. And they're fucking enormous because I'm six seven, and they make they frame the perspective to make me look like a kid. So I can only assume they're like eleven feet tall. <laughs> it's like, why do you need my help? <laughs> Surely you can just take this guy. Yeah. Surely you can just slap the gun out of the guy's yeah, hands from where you're standing. Puny human. <laughs> yeah, they're just the giants from Sky. Yeah, Bruce, you, you didn't tell me. Your, yeah, Bruce, you didn't tell yeah. me your parents were fucking go- titans. <laughs> um. Yeah, the Batman VR one has jumpy bits because you the the whole premise of the game is you're like Nightwing and Robin have both gone missing and you've got to find them. And um, Robin turns up. Kids. I know, right? And their music. <laughs> um, Robin ter- Robin's locator turns up and Alfred goes, "Oh, he's in the sewer, sir." And I'd already kn- I'd already had a look because I went through into the Batcave and explored the Batcave mm. a bit. I have found the databank and mm. there were a list of heroes and a list of villains and one of the ones that was listed specifically was killer croc yeah who incidentally if you press the button on the databank it spawns in a cg image of them and killer croc appeared here <laughs> mm. i was like oh fuck oh fuck. looking up again going oh mr also, wayne I, I will admit the arkham games killer croc does look genuinely nasty yeah, oh, yeah well he brilliant. looks nasty and like i say he's in vr and he's right in front of your fucking face what platform so was, is this one uh, PS4. Okay. I've, PS4 yet, I've yet to play yeah. any VR system. Yeah. It's fun in batches. Yeah. It's not something I'd do for a long time. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'd say. Did you invest? No, not personally. 
I'm not a massive not like I, I mean even with the price cut I'm still not interested I'm not a massive horror gamer and that seems to be the bulk of the stuff that's on VR yeah. now there's a few couple of little games like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes that's fun like, play that look, my sister that looks fun. that's a fun game to play if you don't really understand how each other's minds work okay <laughs> it's uh, bomb diffusal so one okay. person has the bomb in front of them on the vr and then the other person has the manual either on the screen on the tv or yeah. in print form and they have to go right what color is you know what kind of puzzle is it right it's a three it's three wires okay i need to go to the three wire section like oh is it red red wire blue wire oh there's no blue wires okay moving to the next bit yeah, you have to cross-reference everything yeah. in time and then the person has to be good enough at describing it to you mm-hmm. that you build That's up a brilliant. rapport it's That's it's really, really fun, fun. No, yeah. yeah it looks like an excellent party game in general yes yeah it's a good party game i I don't think think it's worth 250 quid no i think it's it's good party game also in the sense that you could probably swap out quite easily as like oh it's my turn on the book now Mm. it's like oh i'm gonna swap out and Mm -hmm. so and so is gonna go i I have told you could play keep talking on like a laptop as long as some of you have a print copy as long as the other people can't see the laptop you can you could do it privately but it's not it's it's not as much it's not as much fun i don't think Mm -hmm. i think you'd lose something from not having the vr available but like there's certain games I'd probably give a go, but they're not, like you say, they're not worth spending the VR money on. I'd love to play Surgeon Simulator VR because oh, that yeah. game's fun as fuck in general. Yeah. yeah. Papers, yeah, please, VR. <laughs> just lean into the X-ray just, scanners. That game is just mm. the hardest sell. It is a tough mm. one to to uh, to talk people through. Yeah. I need that as my text message alert, yeah. especially when I get one from mm. you. <laughs> um, Dino Crisis 1. Okay. That's a good horror game. Yeah, I was Dino- fine with. I wasn't so bad with that one. Yeah, Dino Crisis. Because I, I didn't find dinosaurs as terrifying as zombies, as slickers. Yeah. Yeah, Di- <laughs> Dino Crisis Two <laughs> went. Morphs. Dino mm. Crisis One and Two went the same way as like it was went mm. from a horror game to an action game. Dino Crisis Two was more like an action game. Had more mm. sort of you had more guns and more selection of yeah. silly guns like Resi Two. Yeah, because I think I played. I didn't play Dino Crisis Two. I played a bit of Dino Crisis One, and I was found that by thought I was even though I know there were jump scares and it did not saying it didn't make me jump obviously but it didn't shit you up but I didn't I don't know I didn't find dinosaurs as abjectly terrifying mm. as well as a creationist I'm, I'm, surprised, sort of I'm surprised by the fact that as a creationist you're not more scared by dinosaurs because yeah. they terrify your yeah. worldview they might, zombies don't they're just, no. they're just like giant turkeys <laughs> yeah. they just suspend disbelief it's fine yeah they're not real zombies on the other hand yes there you go <laughs> I wish for a better horror tabletop games but it's it's a very hard thing to do on the tabletop Mansions is probably Mansions the closest Mansions is one that's come Mansions is a good one for eerie. eerie yeah, yeah. Call of Cthulhu is a role play role yeah, play games or LARPs you can do yeah. easier um, yeah but board game even something like Space Hulk is tense as fuck but you couldn't say it was scary no yeah, in the same way the Steam game is as well. Yeah. Because you're sort of like, oh, no, I'm going to miss. Yeah, yeah, it's more like, oh, I'm boned. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, they, they can do tents very well, but it's, I think yeah, Manchester's the only one I've found that's come anywhere even close to being scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's one of those, you, you're stood in the hall, there's a noise coming from there, and that, that or something all over there, you're like, I genuinely don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I want to just, can I just go on a gap here or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we still need to play that card game I got for, the card game I got for Christmas, which is basically the thing. Yeah, yeah it does look yeah. really good. Yeah, play that at some point. That. I think that would make a good recording, actually. If I can get enough cunts together, yeah. Bum, and bum. you guys, obviously. <laughs> bum, bum. Are they required? Yeah. <laughs> I did, well, it's, I think it's three plus, so ideally you want That's more. That's the age range, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's why I think they can cope. Yeah. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I don't think they can cope. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I, I don't really have any scary games now because I got I had Until Dawn but I traded it in because mm-hmm. I finished it and I was like I love I loved it 
it was my favourite game that year, mm-hmm. but I was never going to play again. I'm only just now doing a second playthrough. Yeah, um, I played Hidden Agenda. That's not really scary in the strain mm-hmm. in the strictest sense. It's more sort of impactful. Yeah, you know, but still worth a play. Mm-hmm. Um, the impatient we talked about the other day. I looked it yeah. up. It is VR required. It's unfortunately. required. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. I would have picked, probably picked it. Yeah, up. from videos I've seen, it looks like. Yeah. It's a, you're saying it's a prequel, right? To Until yeah. Dawn. Yeah, sounds pretty. It sounds cool. I say yeah. it's, it's just again, it's there's no one game that makes me go. I need not only a VR but also a PS4 Pro because you need one to be oh, able to really? play. It. Okay. Yeah, and that's come down a bit in price. You need a Pro with a VR. Yep. So I thought I thought you need, just needed VR. No, no, no. You need to have the Pro oh, PS4 okay. in order to make it work. Having to do with the processing power it requires. Blast processing. Yeah, yeah, plus. No, need the one we'd spend 250 quid. We'd spend 450 quid. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck That's off. it. That's the thing. That's when people were saying, oh, VR's quite a bit cheaper than I thought. I was like, no, it's not really, is it? No, I, thought, to buy the I, thought that I thought PSVR, the idea of it was that it worked on. Was it I may be wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's VR. It, the the I think Pro I've, is a requirement for VR. I thought, I th- I I thought it came with. I thought there was a separate thing that added extra processing power for the VR that plugged into the PlayStation. I think it's just helmet to USB. It'll be a Star Wars VR game that swings you, won't it? There's, there is already a Star Wars VR game, and it looks like Guitar Hero, and I hate the look of it. Hmm? Huh? Oh, that weird one that keeps doing the. I keep getting I've it, it on Facebook. On Instagram, I didn't realize yeah. that was actually. I don't think thing. it's licensed. I think no, it will be shut down within the, weeks. Yeah. The only there's the, obviously VR. one. There's a VR experience up in yes. London, and maybe which yeah, I'm really a lot of pretty, fun, pretty fun. tempted by. Yeah, sounds pretty. It's supposed to be pretty good. Ticket. I'm like, yeah, I could probably swing that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard as when when first came out, I've heard it was one of the good things to have about Battlefront Four was the VR experience of sitting in a. Yeah, apparently the the VR Star Wars. There is a Star Wars VR experience on playstation as well and that's supposed to be all right okay but they're talking about the one up in the four player one up in london the one in yeah. docklands where you can actually oh no i was thinking of sorry i was thinking yeah, of the thinking battlefront, of, uh, battlefront uh, VR experience one. thing yeah. yeah but that's supposed to be good that sounds fun yeah it does sound fun mm. it's supposed to be good yeah let's say again it. it's just it's not going to sway me to spend 450 quid yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that is half the problem it is the price point for mm. vr but, yeah but, i'm trying to think of any other I didn't really have any scary games on PS2. There was there were Silent Hill games because I had Silent Hill Two, and that was mm. had some shitty moments, mm. like when you were trying to run away from Pyramid Head and stuff. Those games again, it was more actiony, and, I, and again, I don't think it really affected me. But it was like um, one in the prison, Manhunt, the suffering, the suffering, suffering. Was it? Manhunt, well, well, Manhunt was dark, I suppose, yeah. and, and, was, had, and had jump bits. In it. And Manhunt was dark, but moments. it was also you with a monster, really. Yeah. I suppose. Well, Turns out it's man. <laughs> it's like when you play Friday the 13th online, you're Jason. It's like, well, this isn't scary, but no. it's fun. Yeah. yeah like that, not- that, that is actually something. I've, every now and then it comes on the sale, and I've been tempted to um, buy it. It's fun. I regret paying full price for it, but it mm. is yeah, fun. Yeah, but I've seen yeah. it come out for like 15 quid, and I that's, thought that that's my, I paid about. 40 on launch day. Pretty uh, much. And you, when I paid it, it was like, when your DLC comes back, will you'll get that for yeah, free as well. But how even I, felt. I paid over the odds for it, about 15 quid's about right. That's pretty much how I felt about Naughty Bear. Do you remember Naughty Bear? No. It's basically Friday the 13th, but you played as one teddy bear who was Naughty Bear, okay. and his job was to destroy all the other teddy bears on the island. Okay. And you were cut off from the mainland, but at the same time, it meant there were boats you could go and... So the idea was you'd have to sneak around, sabotage everything, mm-hmm. and at the same time, shit the other bears up so <laughs> they start going crazy. And if the ultimate goal is they all kill themselves. It was a, it was I it was one of those games that got slated in reviews, but I loved it. I don't it was, remember it being, wasn't I remember like, I remember the game coming up, but I don't yeah. remember it doing favourably. No, it didn't, no. And this is a shame because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun game. And it was it wasn't technically 
you know particularly impressive it had a few weird bugs and stuff but at the same time i really enjoyed it i just didn't want to mm. pay 40 quid i mm. wish i hadn't mm. that was the only thing you know but it was so much fucking fun mm. it was just silly kind of fun you know it was like the um the su- the- the, you know the supernatural episode where the toys come to life mm-hmm. and there's the bear that's suicidal and it tries to blow his own brains out and yeah. you just see, see stuffing pop out it was that sort of yeah, humor sure. it was just that basically made and into a, a game. little bit like a cross between as you said friday the 13th but yeah. also the mega drive game the haunting Mm. Mm, I mentioned a couple of episodes back. Yeah, yeah, kind of. When Spike was last on, I think there weren't any N sixty four games that were particularly scary for me. No mercy. <laughs> no, only, that was only the only N sixty four game, wasn't it? Back in Goldeneye. Would, would I? Would my save game endure? Or would it wipe? Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a game. It's not really. I think Nintendo pro- wasn't really pro. Horror about that. Yeah, Nintendo's yeah, always been weird like that. They've always gone, oh yeah, we're a friendly super monkey ball play with your grandparents type game. Here's Eternal, Eternal Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Mm. It fucks with your mind. Yeah. yeah. They, they always did that though. Yeah. The GameCube was like, oh yeah, Super Monkey Ball, Resident Evil. <laughs> like, Sweet. Right, <laughs> Nintendo's always kind of had one super weird. dark title. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, they had the remake of Resident Evil, which was fucking yeah. incredible because they had I'm, I'm controls. Very I'm, I'm, even though it was really well okay, done. I know yeah. they're not horror games, but I'm surprised that they bought Bayonetta. It came out of the GameCube. The troubles with GameCube look like a Tomy toy. That's the trouble, mm. isn't it? Even though the game, the console itself was great. Yeah, really, really looked great. All the controller just looked like a toy. Yeah, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was very, it was very block colours. Bop it's gotten smaller. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, it's that purple and yellow. Like, it's purple and yellow, gr- yeah, green and red and so bold colour. It was all block colours. And just at the, time, you know, at the time, the PlayStation and the Xbox looked like hi-fi equipment yes. and the GameCube looked like a toy. Yeah. And it's like it's weird because they've gone more and more like the PS4 and the Xbox, I think, look more and more like older tech as they go along. I agree. Because like, yeah. they came out looking like Betamax players originally. I know, I agree. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. It's very strange. Going for that weird angular form factor again. Mm. Whereas the Switch is like, fuck it. Yeah. Just put no, it out I agree. Of, we'll put out a console totally which doesn't even totally need a side. Around. Yeah. Totally switched around. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. But they're all doing well. It's, it, it's a tablet with control. Yeah. They're all doing well, which is ultimately all we can ask for. Yeah. No no real horror games on Switch that I've noticed so far. Yeah. Unless there's indie that. games that I'm not you might, aware yeah. of. There probably are, might be a few indie titles. There's probably some indie ones. Oh, there's like Layers of Fear and re-releases of things like that. So they're yeah. probably... They're well, like first-person monster cupboards, aren't they? Like, Yeah, I've not played Layers of Fear. No. I've seen a few couple of videos of it. It looks mm. interesting. I quite like the sound of, although it doesn't make me want to play it, Amnesia. Because that's supposed to be... Part of that is it's all kind of Lovecraftian horrors. And mm. you, you're... Similarly to the Call of Cthulhu video game, you're un, you're not armed. You're, There's another Lovecraft game where it was Sunken City. Yes. It was pitched to me as Lovecraft meets L.A. Noir. And I was like, yeah, you have my erection. Pre-epism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll be all yeah, over that. Like, Call of Cthulhu this year. I think there is, yeah. Yeah. And that looks like it's going to be... Yeah, you're an investigator. Get but Nukem. there will be... It's not a particularly great developer, so it could end up still being balls. The um the Holmes uh, Sherlock Holmes of the Awakened is quite good for that. Mm, that, that was, was good. quite. Yes. I had a bit of unease to it. Yeah, yeah. I did a yeah. good job. Yeah, I have the special edition of that. But yeah, I as point and click, yeah. point and click is hard as a genre to do fear. Yeah, yeah, to do unease and creep and fear. Like the only one that really did that was was it Five Days of Stranger, the Yahtzee one. It was good, but the problem, the only so problem I had with it as well, Seven Days of Skeptics. I never saw that. One. I never played that. One. Horizon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I played Five Days of Stranger and I got stuck. Well, I, I got fucked over, I presume, at the end. And I think I hadn't saved in a while. So I was like, uh, oh, yeah, fuck there, this there noise. There's one bit that's time dependent. Yes, that's the bit I got stuck yeah. on. Is that right near the end, by any chance? Towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. It was good. It was good. 
I enjoy his books too. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm just a fan of his. It's good. Mm. I just watch his reviews. That's all yeah, I watch a shitload of his reviews. I go binging on like yeah, five so or six in a row. I saw that his, fil- Jen likes his him books as well, are so. on Audible and he does read them. So. Yes, he does. And that helps a lot. Like It, it helps with fiction to all a right. point. Hang on. <laughs> it helps with fiction to a point. With non-fiction, it's almost essential, I think. Yeah. Especially things like, bio- you know, if it's like an autobiography of somebody and they're like not the reading Partridge. it themselves, yeah, yeah it wouldn't, it, that wouldn't work. No, totally. Even unless it was Rob Brydon, maybe. <laughs> okay. Even then, it'd be, t- it'd be tenuous. Still kissing 12-year-old girls. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Any other ones you can think of, like in terms of ones that really stuck out for you? I'm really struggling. I'm really am. Condemned is a good one. Actually, now I, I think about them. it, they're meant to be good games. Both of them. It's good because it's another one of those games that's this, the horror's good because you're not fantastically, you're not kitted out for it. Mm-hmm. You have a gun. But actually, a lot of the time, you've lost it and you have to pick up a pipe and just kind of bludgeon your way yeah, through bits. From, I think I played a little bit of the big... I think it was like a demo for the second one. Yeah. And it seemed very close combat focused mm-hmm. rather than actual... Yes, it is, yeah. It's I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's and I'm wondering if I should. Yeah. Might be worth doing. I think they're pretty cheap. Is it free or is it cheap? Or is that? Yeah, probably an cheap. iPad or something. You yeah, probably get some sort can, of Newgrounds equivalent. You can get them on iPad, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you probably get some sort of Newgrounds equivalent, if not. Yeah. Six Nights at Jeff's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, I've, I'm amazed it's got so much of a following behind I'm it. I'm amazed like, with like, like, like what Jen was saying with the toys. That is, is, uh, my man Jez was saying, it, yeah, it seems weird. It, it doesn't seem, to, from what I've seen of it, it doesn't seem to be a kid-friendly game. Not particularly. At all. If, he, if his son's digging it, then, then fine. But Freddy, Freddy's a lovely young man, but he's a he's a weird like that in terms of stuff he likes that he wouldn't expect. Okay, you know, he, he's a he's a, he throws a curveball every now and okay, then. Yeah, you know. but it's just for, for not merch, sporty, but just a metaphor. lot of merch does seem to be kid centric. Yeah, I don't really get that to be honest. I think we were talking about this a bit, like when we when he first brought up Finals at Freddy's a couple of episodes ago. It's like it's a weird thing yeah. to market to no, the the Funko Pop crowd. But when I walked around, that's all cartoonized. Um, Toys of Us when it was shutting down. No, how sad is that? Uh, Did you find that sad you, experience? Don't blame it, was, you. it was a sad experience. It I felt really. I've, that felt, was. The, yeah. I don't well up much, right? It's it's not uncommon for me to get emotional, but that was probably the closest I'd come in a long time, because it was just it felt like an age thing. I think it wasn't even just that. It was there was that to it as well. But I thought just walking through it, I was just like, oh man, like this is really, this is quite depressing to see this, like something that you know when I was a kid, it was full to the brim and it was always busy and you would just you could yeah. you couldn't imagine taking the last one off the shelf because it just couldn't be done like unless it was something mm-hmm. really hard to get hold of and now it's like was there anything left like mm-hmm. i saw somebody shared i mean christ there was a picture somebody shared on instagram I'm sure we got worse when that's inside after yeah, i went this is it. somebody shared a picture on instagram and the lego section was just empty and i was yeah. surprised by that because apparently lego are really shit at letting you discount stuff but yeah do you know why because they don't want it to be devalued like recalled it that's why shelves are empty was that so? Lego recalled it because yeah, they, they discount it. Yeah. yeah, so just like, well, you fucking take it then. Yeah, pretty much. They were doing yeah. a small amount of discount. It was like ten percent. Yeah, there will be a bottom line that Lego yeah, wouldn't let a, them discount below. Cut off mm. where it's like you can't discount it more than this. Yeah, and that's why their shops are really expensive. Well, yeah. Although realistically, having worked in a shop that went into administration, I can tell you there's every chance the Taylor's Ross employees probably just went. Oh fuck it, discount it, what they're gonna do. Yeah, maybe. In which case they said we'll have that back then if you can't play nice. Yeah. It's like what are you gonna do, fire us? Yeah, pretty much. 
Oh no, I meant Lego shops. The Lego shop. I mean, yeah, yeah. That as is hobbies expensive. go, it's an expensive one. It is. It's also getting less imaginative. I think. Mm. Yeah, I was in the Lego shop in uh, Bluewater the other day, mm. and I was just doing like, a film about, all about that. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I used to uh, go in was like, Lego Death Star's amazing. Yeah, and I thought the Ghostbusters Fire Station was one I really wanted. It looked so mm. good, and uh, I went in yeah a couple of days ago. I was just like, mm. yeah. So, and the other thing I say when we were kids, I, mean, I don't know how much you guys were into Lego when you were younger. Probably quite a bit, right? Um, we had we had we had like we had a Lego set, but it was really before there was any of the licensed stuff. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like yeah. when I was a kid, you just had a shitload of Lego, mm. and you just created whatever. Yeah, yeah, we had we had like a couple of buckets worth of it. Yeah, know, like you used to get the buckets of random things. Yeah, we used to have the yeah. big, you know, the big buckets. They're almost like dustbin sized. They're like they're, I think you can probably use them mm. as garden bins. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that sort yeah. of size. We had I those, mean, yeah, a couple I mean, of those full of Lego. Yeah. that's how much we were. Because we used to, my sister used to like play together and mm-hmm. kind of create. You know, we had like some space bits, and they, but they were they weren't Star Wars bits. They were generic space yeah, things, yeah. and you just created space. You know, you had a space terrain, and you just created a space base. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be like movie accurate. But it's like no. they're so prescriptive with these things. Like this, this is this is the bits for a Death Star. It's like, can I make it? No. Mm. There's a bit for the Death Star. It it's won't work in any other And way. even the price points are obviously at the adult collector market, sure. aren't they? Sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, yeah. that's what I mean. Like 300 the, quid for a Lego set is like... Yeah. The Death Star either and Ponty. The, the, the Death Star's nearer 500. R- Richie yeah. McToffington. Oh, like, I thought yeah. they were oh, 300, yeah. and I thought the Ghostbusters was about 300, about 300 yeah. or 250 or something. Yeah. It's within reach. <laughs> ah. Anyway, yeah, I hope this conversation about Lego answers your question about horror games, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a Lego, that's for future. Maybe. Or a Lego VR. Yeah, Ghostbusters a video game. That was awesome. I'm going to hold off the next question because it's a long one. I think yeah, it would take fair. a while. Yeah. So, because um, it's getting a little I bit have late to here. Get milk on my way that home. is fine. We will um, adjourn here. So, uh, thank you for listening to the E14 Gamecast, and hopefully you've enjoyed our discussion about horror games and okay. the other thing Doris <laughs> Day movies. <laughs> Man, Jeremy, <laughs> he throws curveballs when we're not even playing. Doris Day Lego, games. there's a niche. Doris Day Lego, there you go. Five nights at Doris Day's house. <laughs> want more? Ki- want more quiche? I like no. the idea of going like, oh, and slamming the door in her face. <laughs> Ow, my nose! <laughs> if you've enjoyed the show, and there's every reason to suggest you should, mm-hmm. because our fan base is somewhere in the conservative estimate of fucking millions. Yep. You can subscribe to the show via various different services. I'm going to list a few of them for you now, and there are other way there are others where if you you can search them on emotionally14.com. There are we are available on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Libsyn, Podchaser, Podcatcher, Pods, Bean, Bean Stitcher, po- Stitcher. That's the other one. Uh, Libsyn, Libsyn. I've already said Spotify. Spotify is done. <laughs> Just because I pronounce it differently, it's still covered. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is covered. Yeah. YouTube. Yep. YouTube is there, yeah. Did you? Yep. <laughs> Pop Chaser, Pop Bean. Yep, they're all YouTube? there. YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> uh, oh, RedTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. probably should be. Yeah. The history of gaming gets fucked by three dudes. <laughs> <laughs> three dudes get railed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those, those are just some of the services we can available yeah. on. We're available on all good podcast catchers. You can use the Thanks RSS feed. You can yeah, you can use the RSS feeds. Well, I already mentioned Apple Podcasts. Oh no, we didn't. Um, you can get our RSS feed from the Libsyn page, um, and I think it's available on the E14 page as well. So you can do all that there. 
if you want to write into the show and give us subjects to talk about or maybe you want our opinions on particular games or upcoming releases or old games whatever you want we've been playing for quite some time um that goes for video and tabletop of course uh, you can email us at podcast at emotionally14.com or you can tweet us at emotionally14 or join our Facebook group, the E14 Gamecast, uh, as well as our Facebook page, Emotionally14. Blake, where can people find you on social media between um, shows? You can find me on Instagram at Appreciator. You can find me on Twitter at Blake, and you can find me on Facebook and obviously the Facebook group on the Gamescast. Cool. Brad? Find me at RealBradHB on Twitter and Instagram, and I also do two video series for Emotionally 14, one for Brick Fury focused on Hero Clicks, and Fire When Ready focused on Star Wars Legion, and if you're feeling so inclined, you can buy my books from Amazon. So you can, and you can do so using the Amazon widget that's embedded in Emotionally14.com, so every time Brad posts something, there's underneath his post is a list of books. I'll do it more, I'll do it. That's fine. Um, but also it's on the your yep. little bio little thing on the E14. better for my own website. Team E14. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff is just me copying and pasting stuff. There's a yeah. run of that. Um, <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Wade Vision. You can find everything else I do um, on my, aside from emotionally14.com at talkstarwars.co.uk. Uh, but like I say, Twitter and Instagram is the best place to enjoy my musings. And like I say, join the Facebook groups because we're trying to get the memberships up on those. Um, besides that, yes, it is it. Where can people follow Jeremy? Jeremy, uh, he can be found at Rolling Jeremy on Twitter. I don't know if he's got Instagram, but at Rolling Jeremy, he's also in the Facebook group, so you can chat to him there. Um, and you know, thank him for giving us a show. Yes, yeah. ultimately, he kind of does. <laughs> thank you, Jez. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thank Always you. appreciated. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Stay subscribed reasons and bibbidi bop games you died dice rolling sound there you go yeah.